The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Mask of Nyarlathotep in the Egypt chapter. Uh, so tonight, we're going to get straight to introductions because we have a whole lot of things to get to. I'm going to begin introductions to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and people need to quit poking the bear. It's the best part of the show. Anyway, uh, to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and the doctor and I are going to do something. We're going to go We're gonna go shopping. You're stepping out on the town, as it were. We are. At the end of the table. This is Jake, and I'm playing Jack Doyle, and I'm very suspicious of you two now. That's fair. That's a reasonable suspicion to have, sir. Uh, to Jack's right. Uh, this is Lonnie, and I am playing Adelzar. What have I gotten myself into this time? That's an excellent question. excellent question, sir. Uh, to Adel's right. Hi, this is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. <clears throat> and you can tell by the way I walk. I'm a doctor, man. No time to talk. Very good. And last and most certainly not least. This is Alex. I'll be playing Sam Bell, And I'm just wondering if Adel's size 50 or not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Moving on. It's a, it's a question. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> so we begin our story uh, just after midday in Cairo as uh, one Dr. Sigmund Tottenbach and one Miss Lillian Lane are having a walk in Cairo. Any specific direction? Are you just taking a stroll in the super hot Egyptian sun. <laughs> well, I hadn't really gotten that far yet. I just kind of wanted to get out of the, the 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 house we were staying in because oh, well, I'm walking with the doctor. Right. Guide us to a nearby marketplace, not yeah. too far from our place, There's from our home. Likely many of them. Yeah. Chat. I'm gonna chat with the doctor as we're walking. I really needed to get out of that house. I there was just you could feel the confrontation makes you uncomfortable yeah it does i'm i'm you know while i may not look like it i'm more of a lover than a fighter no i understand <laughs> I, it makes me wonder what the relationship between you and your father is like <laughs> no really <laughs> <laughs> i just look at him and roll my eyes <laughs> like, that kind of chuckles listen i, I don't need a therapist doctor i just need a friend let's i am go off the clock of okay, course i wasn't gonna pay you anyways oh, good. <laughs> um yeah, I, I just, I just don't understand. We, we, 
we're supposed to be, you know, one team, as it may. It is not always easy for all of the parts of a team to work together like that. And as much as we would like it to be, Sam needs to find his own place in the world and with us. And maybe not with us, I do not know. I cannot say for certain. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to I wanna give him and everybody every chance possible because I think everybody... I think when we work together, we work great, despite the fact that we get into trouble sometimes. But okay. I, I just, I, well, somebody's going to end up hurt if we don't learn to take the sticks out of our rear end and work together. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I am 100% with you, Miss and, our, and our new friend slash guide... He's going to run for the hills and we won't have somebody to help us around Egypt. I am thinking he has vested interest in being with us. What what that means, I do not know yet, but I am inclined to think that it is perhaps for our best interest so far. You know, he did say, that reminds me, Um, he did say that he found out that, Miss o- that Maeve, call her Miss O'Shea, that Maeve was coming to Cairo from the newspaper. I'd be really interested to go back to the newspaper. I've not go back. I haven't been there actually, and see who he found that information out from, and where they got their information from. Maybe while we're out, we're out shopping. We can take a. I, I, one destination is just as good as another. I think we, that is a perfect destination for us to end up with eventually, and we will work our way there. Yeah. Sounds. I think that sounds great. So the two of you are then are going to head to the Cairo Bulletin. Yes. Well, first we need to pick you up a new key. Oh, no, you were going to have auto pick you up. I want now. I lose them left and right. I might as well have two. It's not my first one. Getting a cane in Cairo is not hard. Yeah. There are several uh, gentleman shops that you could go into and purchase a a nice sturdy cane. Do sunglasses exist in the 20s? Certainly. I don't think I have any. I'd like to... Buy a, I need a pair of sunglasses. Buy her a pair as well as a pair for Maeve. Uh, it would probably would not be called sunglasses. They would probably be spectacles. Yeah, spectacles something like that. Or something. Or, yeah, yeah, whatever the slang is in the 20s that I don't know. So, well, sorry, folks. To your homework. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Morgan. Look that up right now. Yeah. So, uh, so the two of you begin to, after getting after getting the cane, the two of you head to the Cairo Bulletin. Mm-hmm. And... We will check in with uh, with one Jack Doyle to see what his uh, expectation was. I, I believe there may be a slight change in your direction, Jack, yes? Yes, yes. I'll probably get to, like, the end of the street there, and then I'm like, you know, maybe uh, I'll turn around, and then I'll go back to the house. Okay. I assume Maeve is still uh, um, working on writing the spell. Yeah, probably at the yeah. moment. Like, uh, Maeve, uh, would you like to accompany me to the museum when you're finished with that? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, Yeah, let me just get this done. Uh, Can you give me about 10 minutes? Yeah, no problem. You finish up your work on the spell. Okay. And then uh, I will uh, find Sam wherever he's at. Probably dropping buckets all over the house still. Yeah, he seems to be getting the house prepared as if it's going to be set on fire. Uh, Here's your... Here's your spell. Um, I will um, kind of put my hand on it and kind of look down at the floor. Maeve, look, 
I realized that my tone or my whatever you want to call it, my approach is abrasive. I get it. I I would be lying if I if I were to tell you that I'm not afraid or that I'm uncertain as to how to handle these situations that we continue to get ourselves into. But I, I need you to know that I'm in this for the long haul, whatever that means. Well, I once, uh, I have made that same very pact with somebody. Um, I'm here till the end. Um, but we all, but both you and I need to agree that just because you know how to do something doesn't mean you should or you want to. Now, if you want to do this, that's fine. Um, It all costs, and I think that for me, the cost could be spent somewhere else. And also, I don't agree with... I'm not okay with just killing. And you may disagree with that, but you've got to understand that I, that's just not the way it is. Now, if I need to, I will, and I have, but I am not going to sacrifice just for a spell. But if this makes you feel better, that's you and that's your conscience. Okay? It's not a problem. Okay. Thank you, Maeve. I'm going to the museum with Jack. Where's Otto? I probably get real narrow-eyed. He disappeared. I don't know where he went. Okay. And I will go downstairs. Certainly. To Jack. Let's go. Okay. The two of you head to the Cairo Museum. It is a staggering storehouse of Egyptian antiquities. Uh, it's not far from the Nile, and it has a prominent ochre dome. It serves as a massive historical landmark to the people of Egypt. It has, at one point, been a palace. It has a ever-growing collection, and it seems to be open till about 4.30 p.m., Well, I would have talked to Jack on the way there. So, just so you know, Sam got real upset that uh, we weren't... He was upset that Najir was murdered and then the people that we went to see, the lady died. And he thinks that we left the son vulnerable to be attacked again. And then got upset that I know how to make weapons that can hurt some of these things. However, those weapons take a sacrifice to make. And they take a cost, a hefty cost. And I just think that my co- that the cost should be spent somewhere else. And that's why I've never said anything or made any for any of you. No, I... Uh... I understand what you're saying. It's there's a uh, a price to be paid for anything like that. Yeah, I just I'm not intentionally hiding 
that I know how to do it. It's I'm not willing to do it. If that no, makes that's sense. that's fair. So Sam is going to try to do this, right? Yes. What is the uh, what is the worst case scenario that this of him doing this? It can be anything, but it can be very dangerous and cost way more than you were intending. Well, if he's going to try to do this, I'm going to have to be there when he does it, just so that I can somebody is there in case it goes wrong. That's fair. I won't. I don't want to ask anyone else to do it. I'll take care of it. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to get sucked into the spell if something happens. Right, and I think it would be particularly dangerous for you to be there. Mm-hmm. But he's he, Sam is going to do it regardless of what we say to him. Yeah, I mean, and I told him that if he's willing to do the sacrifice and if he's if it's fine for him, that's that's up to him. I'm just not okay with it. Right, I, and I understand and. And I, I think you're right. I think it is a, a slippery soap. I, I think that starting to do that kind of thing puts us in, puts him even more onto the level of the darkness we fight. Right. And I'm all, I mean, I'm very careful to, it's a very thin line. Right. It's one that you have to be walked very carefully. Yes. I'm trying to stay on the correct side. But if it's if it's a sacrifice he's willing to make, yeah. I we can't. I'm, I don't see how we can stop him. So yeah. we just have to do the best we can to deal with any fallout that may come and try to protect him from himself as best we can. Oh, and we'll probably want to find somebody who can either cook camel or bury one. Just FYI. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that can't be too difficult. Well, let's see what we can find at this museum. You enter the Egyptian museum. It is about one o'clock in the afternoon. Much like many of the people in the area, the museum also serves as a slight abatement from the heat and the sun outside. And so the numbers in the museum are fairly plentiful, although it is not packed by any means. It does have its areas which are probably more attention-grabbing than others. Um, Now that you're here, what are you looking for? The other part of the stone, mostly, is what I'm looking for. Let's see if they have an area that uh, deals with the Red Pyramid. Mm. Certainly. Yeah, there are uh, instances in this museum of Egypt from all eras, including the era when the... uh, Red Pyramid was built. It has large collections here of uh, just archaeological finds, whether it be large stone tablets, whether it be smaller statuary pieces, which of course make you a little itchy, Mr. Doyle. Maybe they have a gift shop. (laughs) Miss O'Shea, when you were at the Cairo Bulletin, Mm -hmm. you spoke with a uh, a gentleman named uh, Nigel Wasif, the uh, editor of the Cairo Bulletin. Right. And he had mentioned in uh, passing uh, that the uh, museum's director here, if you were looking for more information on the expedition, might be useful. The director? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
a gentleman named uh, Dr. Ali Kafour. Let's see if we can find the director. Oh, he probably knows. Right. He might have more information or know what came in here from the expedition. It's possible. You give me a edu roll, please. 41 out of 70. Jackson Elias visited the museum when he was in Cairo. That might be a good uh, um, way to get in to talk to him. Yeah, sure. You know because the editor of the Cairo Bulletin told you, Tiff. Then, uh, I guess, is there, like, a help desk? Is there... Oh, certainly. I will walk up to the desk. Mm -hmm. Ask politely, hoping, like, crossing my fingers behind my back that they speak English. Um, Can we um, possibly speak to Dr. Ali Kafour? Dr. Kafour... You see the young gentleman behind the desk repeat the name. And then he gives you a slight smile and says, I will uh, attempt to find Dr. Kafur. Thank you. And then he uh, picks up a telephone and you hear him speak in Arabic into the phone. And then after a moment, he turns to you, places the phone down on the receiver for it and says, the doctor will be up shortly. He suggests you take a look around. Learn something. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. After winding your way through the probably the third or fourth turn in this strange, steeped in history museum, uh, you see a slight man walk out from uh, one of the other passageways. He's dressed in a very fine suit. Uh, likely almost professorial, although there is a uh, a little bit of a um, a style to it. Uh, he doesn't wear a tie, he wears an ascot. And he has very well-kept and slick hair. He walks up to the both of you. Good afternoon. Hi. I am Dr. Ali Kafur. How can I help you? My name's Maeve. We came inquiring on a couple of things. Uh, one was we were told that you may know more about the Red Pyramid and the Carlisle Expedition. Uh, the Red Pyramid, certainly. I have been to Dash for several times. Did did you say the Carlisle Expedition? Yes, we are, we're friends of Jackson Elias. I believe he had uh, visited here. A few years ago, and he said we should look you up. He he looks a little curious. But do you mind? He points to uh, one of the museum hallways where there's a large statuary pieces lining the walls. No, absolutely. Heard anyone ask about the Carlisle expedition in some some years? Well, it's been several years. And uh, I find it fascinating that uh, that you would ask after Jackson Elias. I uh, I remember him quite distinctly. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes. Yes. Terribly nervous and a driven man. Yes. Uh, I, we hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, Mr. Elias has passed on. Oh, that's terrible. Yes, that's part of the reasons we're here. We're trying to uh, tie up some of his loose ends. Hmm. Yes, I remember. He wanted to know everything that I could tell him about Carlisle's expedition here to, uh, to Egypt. Huh. Well, he... He didn't 
seem okay when he came home, so we just want to see what he was looking into. Oh, yes. I remember when he was here, he was, um, I must admit, he was looking over his shoulder quite a bit. I always felt like there was something pressing, uh, something he had to do. Uh, we had a meeting, he and I. Mm-hmm. Um, we did speak. I answered several of his questions uh, as best I could at the time. And then I must confess, uh, Mr. Elias had many more questions than I had time to answer at the moment. And so I requested if he could reschedule, if we could find another time where it might be easier for him to um, get the rest of his answers, you understand. Mm-hmm. And the the man did not show up. Well, I'm not surprised he uh, he became obsessed with the idea of uh, being tracked by some groups, brotherhoods, if you will. Brotherhoods? Yes. That's what he called them. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess we just, we want closure on what happened to mm. him. Well, uh, if he was tracking the Carlisle expedition, he takes a turn to the right down a, a shorter hallway, and you see that there's a, a couple of other statuary pieces here, and it ends kind of at a, uh, what looks like almost like an archway piece that would go in maybe under uh, maybe under one of the pyramids. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a kind of an ending room here. It's probably no more than, say, 30 or so feet long, maybe maybe 40 or so feet wide, 30 or so feet long. It's a little smaller end to the Is museum. Is he in front of us? Yeah, he's oh, walking okay. towards it. Uh, he continues walking down kind of towards the statuary pieces and gets to the end and then turns uh, to, to face the back of the room, right? He keeps a bit of his body okay. towards the, the route you guys came in. I'm not going to be so close. <laughs> like, I'm going to start slowing down once I see the end to the, you know, to sure. the room. He lowers his voice. Mike, can I get a psychology? Is he trying to shield the discussion from... Uh... Anybody else that might be listening? Give me a psychology roll, sure, Jack. Or it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Sixty-seven. Um, you could 67. spend luck, Jack. No, I'm not going to spend luck. I'm just going to guess. You have all that <laughs> luck. What hey, it luck. I'm saving it. <laughs> all right, fine. I'll spend ten luck. Okay. Mark that you down, happy? everyone. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, you think that your first impression is right? It looks like what he's trying to do is take you into a room where he can speak and see who is in the room at all times. Mm. Okay. You're not so sure of him, Tiff. You yeah, no. You haven't really I'm, I'm still like, lined it, him up. It's a trap. This is a trap. We're I, all going to die. I believe that if you are looking into the same things that Mr. Elias was looking into, including the Carlisle Expedition... I believe that you are on a very dangerous path. Oh, we most certainly are on a dangerous path. Then might I suggest, should you continue on this path, looking after, say, your aforementioned suggestion of a brotherhood, that you be very careful around such people. 
We've had dealings with some of them before. I see. Tell me, are either one of you thirsty? Yes. We can go for a drink. Let's go to my office. Off the floor. He winds you back, provided you're willing, through a portion of the museum until you exit into what is a staff area. And you head into his office. And he quietly closes the door. Uh, His office is fairly well appointed, although it's not ostentatious by any means. He has a nice chair. It seems fairly sturdy and worn. He has uh, bookshelves here, obviously. He has uh, certain small statuary pieces. He has um, like a large magnifying glass, it looks like. Um, And he sits down uh, on the other side of his desks and gestures to a couple of chairs here. I believe there was more to what Roger Kahlo was doing in this area than most know. I believe he uncovered something very dangerous. Like what? I believe he was looking into secrets of the Black Pharaoh. Secrets which no one in their right and true mind should delve into. And why is that? What is so dangerous about the Black Pharaoh? Are you uh, aware of the Black Pharaoh's history? Maybe, maybe not. Come now. Let's be honest, yes? I'm going to pull out life as a god and put it on the <laughs> on the table. He looks very curiously at the title. Huh. Interesting. Do you see who wrote it? Hmm. I'm first in the English language. And I put the book back. At the end of the Third Dynasty, there was a man who came to Egypt, called himself Nefren Ka. Nefren Ka was a powerful sorcerer. He brought madness and death to his enemies. And all he had to do was simply move his finger, and men's lives were changed inexorably. Stories that were written about him say that he came from an ancient city, in the deserts of Arabia, whose name was Irem, the city of pillars. Nefren Ka, while he was here in Egypt, revived the worship of an old, foul god, the Black Pharaoh. And soon, Nefren Ka's power grew to the point where there was no line of delineation between Nefren Ka and the Black Pharaoh. They became interchangeable. And so the sorcerer became the Black Pharaoh. Do you understand why this is perilous? Mm Mm-hmm. Anytime that anybody gets any kind of power like that, they become mad themselves. Truly. So you think that the Carlisle expedition uncovered something from Nefram Ka or from the Black Pharaoh himself? I believe they uncovered a secret pertaining to the Black Pharaoh and that the discovery somehow led to their slaughter in Kenya. Uh, One of their group, uh, Sir Aubrey Penhew, Mm -hmm. had long studied the Black Pharaoh and we had discussed the topic at length several times. Sir Aubrey was a man who came to Cairo often as an Egyptologist. Mm -hmm. It was strange. Um, There were days when we would meet and we would discuss Egypt's history when we would 
play chess or drink tea. And the last time he came to Egypt, he refused to see me. In fact, he refused to even see me when I came to, to Dashur myself, where they were digging. It was strangely aloof. How long had they been digging there before he decided, or when he decided he wasn't going to see you anymore? What I mean by this, madam, is that Aubrey had came here before he came with Carlisle. The time that he came with Carlisle... Is when he refused to see you. That's correct. We believe that uh, several members of that were under uh, the sway of an individual close to this brotherhood. Well, the Brotherhood of the Black Barrow is a dangerous group. Far more dangerous than most know. But some do. Indeed. I would say some here. Yes? Mm-hmm. Is there a... pop? possible connection to this other dig with this female mummy that was recovered recently? Ah, Queen Nitocris. A connection? Yes. Mm, Perhaps. You need a bit of a history lesson, unfortunately. I can only sum up a few things without going too deep. There was a pyramid. Um, This the Bent Pyramid? Yes, but we'll we'll get to that. You see, Nefrenka, after he revived the worship in either became the Black Pharaoh or was the Black Pharaoh all along, he fought with Zoser's successor of the Third Dynasty for control of the land. And so great was his power that no army on earth could beat him. And for a time, Nefrenka ruled the Nile and its people. And then, of course, eventually Senefru arrives. And he rises up, and it is believed that with the aid of the goddess Isis, he puts down Nefrenka. Or, at the very least, scatters the Brotherhood to the wind. But I, I do not believe they completely left Africa. I believe that there are tribes of them in the south. Um, Kenya? Yes, indeed. That is it. They, uh, they worship this disgusting, bloody-tongued idol. Yes. Yeah, we're familiar. Mm. Snefru b- builds this pyramid at Medium to contain the sorcerer's body. I speculate that this perhaps insulated Egypt from that still potent magic within the corpse. But remember, Medium collapsed. Yes? Yes. It was not finished. Mm-hmm. The second pyramid is now known as the Bent Pyramid at Darshur. Our records here imply that Nefrenka's corpse was removed from Medium and placed within the Bent Pyramid. But exploration has discovered no trace of it, despite rumors of there being some secret chamber. The other pyramid at Darshur, the Red Pyramid, is also attributed to Senefru. This pyramid is said to guard Darshur, lest Nefrenka rise from the dead. As far as your Nitokris, sir, it is believed that she once ruled this land for a time in the 6th century. And she brought about a new cult. But evidence of this is subjective. What new cult? Well, there are some that say that it is simply a revived brotherhood cult. Mm -hmm. But there are others who believe that perhaps it was something not aligned with the Black Pharaoh at all. 
Well, we have some reason to believe that her body was stolen by the Brotherhood. Hmm. Oh, you speak of the Clive expedition, the loss of the mummy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yes, uh, the unidentified mummy stolen from them at Giza was uh, undoubtedly her remains, I believe. I believe. She'd been buried alive, but no trace of her was found until this Clive expedition showed up and uncovered a secret tomb inside the smallest of the pyramids. I have no idea how she was stolen. I mean... Mummies are not, uh, especially those in their sarcophagi, are not light. It would take a team of people to, to lift one. If I draw you a part of a stone, could you tell me if maybe you have the other part of it? Do you have anything from the Red Pyramid? Well, certainly. But draw me what? And I'll, like, draw out the stone, like the design on the stone. Hmm. Fascinating. Because you said the Red Pyramid, correct, was the one that was said to protect? Hmm. Yes. yes. That is the belief. Where did you see this imagery at? I've just been researching uh, the pyramid, and it makes sense that you say that they believed that it protected against um, Nefrenka because this is half of a ward design hmm he stands up and he goes over to the door and he locks it and he turns back and goes to a bookshelf I, for the I, I reached my hand in my bag I'm like oh shit he pulls out a really thick tome from the wall this is fascinating he opens the book looks at your drawing kind of turns it a little bit not quite he takes out a pencil and Make some adjustments to it. This is... It's a symbol I have seen before. The tome that I read about it in called it the Eye of Light and Darkness. It's a protective ward that was rumored to be on the Red Pyramid at one point. That's that's what I have come to gather. I do not have a book with... Man, I wish I did. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> The Eye of Light and Darkness is a powerful ward, it is rumored. One that could one that could ensure Egypt stays protected. But this drawing is incomplete. That's all I've seen. Do you have you you just read about it? You haven't seen the complete design of it? It depends on how honest you are willing to be with me. I look at Jack. What kind of look am I getting? I give you the go-ahead. Okay. We have a piece of it. Truly. It is possible that with study and proper time that one could potentially remake it. There may be a book. It may exist here somewhere. Protected, which may show the instructions on how to rebuild it. If one was willing. One would be willing. It would take a very serious student. And it is not something that you would be able to view alone. That would be okay. I just have one question. I understand Sorry. that uh, this uh, information comes down through uh, 
oral and whatnot history. Hmm. How do we know that that's what that stone does? Jack, I I know that's what that stone does. Well, I, I just... I want to make sure that we're, we know, because I don't want to be investing time and effort into something that is not just useless, but also could be counterproductive. We, we do not know each other. Um, you said his name is Jack. Jack, yes? Yes. Yeah, uh, Mr. Doyle. Jack Doyle. Nice. Mr. Doyle, I can tell you that the Brotherhood is very powerful here, and there is a reason why I do not speak of them on the floor of my museum, because they have eyes and ears everywhere. Yes, we've seen what happens when they, uh, find out that uh, somebody's been loose of tongue Mm. yes they are relentless they are ruthless and willing to kill at a moment's notice yes they are now I will tell you that from the tomes that I have read it is possible provided you are willing to make the sacrifices necessary to guard Egypt again You see, I believe that this stone piece, this ward, I believe it was ripped apart by the Carlisle expedition. I agree. I think they purposely did it. They are long dead, but their damage continues to echo today. Mm -hmm. And so if we are willing to consider the cost of such a spell... Mm-hmm. We could create a complete eye again. I like tilt my head and I go, we? Well, certainly I have a vested interest in the security of Egypt. Good. I am a scholar. I am not someone who can lift an, a finger in combat. But you do believe that this will work. Certainly. Good. Certainly. I mean, if I didn't, we would not be having this conversation. Agreed. But the cost is high. Most things that are powerful and are to your benefit, good or bad, always have a high cost. Hmm. But maybe if we help each other, the cost wouldn't be as high to one person. Perhaps. But there is more going on in Egypt than just the eye. The Brotherhood is here and active far more than they have been in the past. I agree, and that is something we are also looking to rid, but if we can put even just a stopper on their power we have a chance certainly a chance but they are well funded and their numbers are not known their numbers don't need to be known we know who we need who is the target and we know that he is well known and he is high profile Hmm. well if you are willing to study I am willing to assist you but cannot take place while the sun is up. Is it okay if 
Jack is nearby. Oh, uh, you wish a guard. Well, for both of us. The vault is fairly well protected. Well, he will at least travel with me, right, Jack? Yes, yes. I, will, I look uh, like, don't yes. leave me alone in the streets at night. <laughs> yeah, no, I will definitely escort you back and forth. I will tell you, I am a quick study. It does not take me as long as you probably assume that it will. I'm a quick study as well. And luckily, an apt teacher. Although, I warn you, the cost is more than you or I will be able to pay. There will need to be more. You will see. The incantation makes it clear. We'll judge from there, then. Okay, I'll leave you there for a second. Um, so, Otto, given that you have the afternoon here, what, uh, what's your plan? I am immediately, upon hearing the parameters of the argument that was going on between the two of them, mm -hmm. what I've seen in, uh, in Alwasta and, uh, in, and, uh, knowing what I know now, I immediately go back to my room. Mm -hmm. I remove my robes and all of my official looking gear. Sure. I pack it and all of my meager possessions away into my bedroll. Mm -hmm. I, uh, put on my desert clothes and I immediately head back to the safe house, going out the back door. Okay. Watching for people watching me. Very good. Make me a spot hidden roll. 44 out of 55. There's a man across the way there. He's beginning to walk with you in a parallel line. He's watching you. I will turn down the first alleyway I can see with low roofs. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I can break eye contact with him, assuming that he'll follow me, mm -hmm. I will climb. Okay, go ahead. At this same point in time, Sam, I'd like you to make me a track roll. Sure. Your climb roll, sir? Uh, it's a 56 over 40, so I will spend 16 luck. I want to make this. Okay, you spend 16 luck. You climb up. That is and a hard success, 14 out of 60. Okay. Otto, you climb up and onto uh, a building, a flat top roof, obviously, in Cairo. Sam, while you're out, uh, maybe perusing the streets for a Egyptian guide, uh, you hit one of the major streets off of one of the markets, and out of the corner of your right eye, you see someone who fits his description, although not in the same clothes anymore, and he's climbing up a building. I can tell you what I was out looking for. I was looking for spices, rum, and an acacia bowl. <laughs> okay. Odd. And then you see someone climb up the building after him, and they do not look friendly. So I will take two beats. One to watch the street and see if that person is alone. Hmm. Uh, another one to see if I can identify Otto's trajectory so that if I needed needed or wanted to try to head them off or intercept uh, his pursuer, I would know which way I needed to go. Okay. So the answer to the first question is, um, it is more than one. It's three. Uh, the first man that goes up 
after him on this building uh, is quickly followed by two more men that begin running around the side of the building through the alleyway. I'm guessing the first one is probably going to be a bit surprised, um, and hopefully that hopefully Otto has enough of awareness of these streets to give himself some time. I think the ones on the ground are a bigger concern. So I will, I will move to intercept the one at the back of the pack uh, to try to cut him off from his other friend. Okay, that's reasonable. Otto, what are you, uh, what are you doing? When I get over the roof, I'm going to take a quick look to see if he is following me. Definitely. I know about how long it takes to climb to the roof. Mm-hmm. I'm going to duck away from the edge like I was heading somewhere else. And then okay. I will crouch. I will pull my blackjack okay. from my bedroll. And I will creep back toward the edge. Okay, why don't you give me a stealth roll? Again, I, I see what you're doing here. Uh, that is a 63 over 20. Okay. Give him a listen roll. I know you failed, but... Yeah. All right. I wait to see hands come up over the edge. Yeah, they eventually do. As soon as I see a hand, I hit it. Okay. He's going to dodge. My brawl is a 14 under 45. Okay. Uh, roll damage. Oh, that's two damage. Okay. Uh, so, Sam, from your position, um, you see this gentleman, the second gentleman, hustle his way up the wall. He gets his hands over out the, the lip of the building there and then immediately retracts one, and you hear him basically cry out. Oh, smirk. On his action, he's going to continue to get to the top of the building. So he'll finish his climb um, with his hands still ringing with pain. And uh, he'll uh, he'll draw a, uh, a very curved blade when he gets up to the top. Is that the first one or the second one that's up there? That's the first one. Okay. The second one and the third one that are in line are heading around the other side of the building on foot on the ground. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to get around and behind the third one. Okay. And waylay him with uh, the... I'll use the pommel of my knife. Okay, that's reasonable. Um, so... A sneaky snake. Yep. That is a extreme success on stealth, 17 out of 91. Very good. Okay, so you are at advantage for the strike. Oh yeah, then I'll take the hard success, 24 to 78. Very good. To bonk him about the uh, head and shoulders. Since he's surprised, he won't be able to see you coming. So go ahead and roll damage. Okay, that is a four. Okay, bonk. Uh, you bonk him. Any any benefits on surprising? Is he down or out? Or I wasn't. I don't know how long, how hard it is to knock people out in this game. Uh, knockout blows are something very specific. There's actually um, a rule for it in the core book for oh. knockout blow. Okay. That's what I'd like to do. I don't know if that matters, but... I mean, because otherwise I would just stab him. <laughs> but I'm trying not to leave a bunch of bodies in the street. Right, because you don't kill people. I didn't say that. I just don't want him to scream. All right, just don't so, rob him and you'll be fine. All right, mate, I'm going to make a con roll for him then. Okay. Could you do more than one damage? Okay. All right. Yeah, you knock him out. 
then I will uh, continue forward. I will pick up speed and try to get to the one in front of him. Uh, first, Otto, back on the roof, uh, you are beset upon by death itself in the form of a man who you firmly believe are is a member of the Brotherhood, now wielding a knife and prepared to kill you. There's not much to do other than uh, try and at least uh, disable him before Certainly. that happens. Going to swing at him with your blackjack? Sure. All right. He's going to fight back. And you can't spend luck on combat rolls. I keep remembering that. You can spend luck on combat rolls. You can't spend luck on... Yeah, it's sanity luck rolls and technically damage rolls. You can't spend luck. I will spend five to make it a 45 under 45. Fantastic. Roll damage. We're just going to bleed you out of all your luck. Sorry. That's fine. That's what it's there for. That's right. Seven. Ooh. Bonk. Wow. Uh, Remember to always keep 30 luck, though. Too late. Uh, so he is... He ring him upside the head, and uh, he wavers quite a bit. He's not completely out, um, but you can tell that the hit definitely uh, rung his bell pretty soundly. Um, he is still going to attempt to swing on you, though. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to fight back or dodge. I will fight back. Yeah, that. 42, uh, over 35. Okay, so uh, you, your fight back fails, but his swing goes wild. Uh, the, the blow to the head probably has, has done something to him permanently. Those, uh, those piano lessons are right out the window. Yep. Uh, Sam? So does it look like the one that I'm chasing is trying to find a way up? Yes. Okay. It actually looks like he's trying to basically go around this building to the front of it. To mm-hmm. wait for Czar to to you know leap down or to figure out what what building they're going next to. Okay, then I will. Um, if he's running full tilt, do I think I'm faster than he is? It depends. Would you like to make con roll and enter a chase with him? Well, I'm hoping I can overtake him because I want to tackle him. Certainly. No, so that's a con roll. What's your movement rate? Nine. Okay, roll yeah. down. Uh, that is a hard success. Twenty two hundred sixty-five. Okay, he got a success as well. Is is. But is it hard? Actually, it's an extreme. It's an eight. He rolled. Damn. So he's gonna he's gonna move up one, and so does that make him will, faster or match me? No, it matches you now because you're a nine. Okay. He's a nine now too. Okay. Uh, his dex. How? What's your dex? Uh, seventy-five. Okay, so his dax is lower than yours, so you'll go first, but you both move at the same in the same threshold. Okay. How far away is he at this point? He's one distance point away from you. So you can move and, like, enter the same area as him and be able to act on him if you want. So I will basically full bore charge into him, and I'm going to try to drive him into the wall or into something that we're weaving between if we're, like, running through the street or what have you. Sure. Um, so okay. I'm going to use his speed and my speed and just kind of have my way with him. Go for it. Fighting brawl. Uh, how does an extreme success four out of 78 do? Well, he's not surprised. You can't charge at somebody full bore and <laughs> do it in stealth. 
Oh, no. Uh, but he fails his fighting back roll, and so that uh, that is all you. Uh, so if it's an extreme, you're looking to tackle? I was trying to drive him into the wall, so if I bonk his head off of something, so be it. Yeah, I'll just bonk his head off something. It's fine. He's fine. He'll get up from that, right? Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't using that brain case anyways. Right. Exactly. Now you're thinking, right? Now you're thinking. He wasn't using that that brain anyway. So I don't know. I don't know what the damage is on a a full face charge (laughs) into blunt object. I'm going to say, why don't you just roll me... Why don't you just roll me a D6 plus your strength bonus or plus your, um, yeah, D6 sure. plus uh, damage bonus. Seems reasonable. I will take that six. Okay. Yeah, you tackle him into a wall. There's a there's a significant thud as flesh hits flesh and then stone and mud eventually. It's a nice, healthy smack. The both of you are down technically. Mm-hmm. Although you have the... Um, you have the high ground, as it were. Right, he's on his stomach, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So I'll get back to you in a second. Um, yep, sure. Zarb, uh, this this gentleman is not stopping. Uh, he's bloodthirsty, and he's even in his delirium ready to attack you again. That's fine. You're And you're going to uh, press the attack then? Ought three out of 45. Get him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he can't. You can't seem to win a, a fight back roll to save his life, so roll damage. Seven again. Um, you bludgeon the man to death. Uh, another swift hit from the blackjack removes another member of the Brotherhood from the face of Cairo. And he lies in a heap eventually on the roof of an unknown residence here in Cairo's skull split cleanly from... Uh, upper left to upper center. I sit down heavily right there Mm -hmm. because um, I'm not a violent man. Never done anything like this before. No, not by trade. Have you ever seen a dead body? I have. Yes, I have. Wait, have I? I'm certain you have. Let me ask you something. You said right there that you've never done this before. So we know the answer to the question if you've ever killed anybody. I've never killed anybody. Come to grips with that, please, sir. Roll me Sam. Because now you're a murderer. Yep. Uh, 74 over 55. Very good, sir. I will take... I will take five sanity from you. Now please roll me an intelligence check. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Now, do I get the extra die on int checks because I am sharp-witted? Nope. Okay. Just... Nope, this is totally different. Okay. Just check. 25 under 55. Okay. So, that um what when we talk about having a bout of madness, uh you definitely want to fail the intelligence check mm-hmm. because if you fail the intelligence check, you rationalize it away. However, if you pass the intelligence check, what happens is is that you have to come to grips with what you've actually done. And to do so puts you into a state of madness. And you will now have a bout 
You are lucky in one regard, and one regard alone. That he's not alone. That's correct. Because Sam is close enough to you right now that the bout is in minutes and not hours. So you you have that uh, as a saving grace, as it were. All right, Lonnie. Roll me a d10. One. Okay. Roll me another d10. Seven. This sounds like the old crit charts, right? Where it's like... It, it like, I can just see a square, and I, I it kind of looks like that, too. Roll hit location. Okay, roll a d100. Smile of the keeper. <laughs> you have, in a flash, very little memory of how you ended up on this rooftop. Very little memory of who this person is in front of you, why they're bleeding. Very little in the way of the reason behind the speckles of of blood on your clothes. But there is one thing you do know, and that is that while it may be madness, it has its benefits. Now roll me a d20. 17. The high numbers are always good. That's good for the keeper, right? Not for the player. Certainly. It's good content. You feel like you need to get a hold of whoever sent this person. Because obviously they were sent. And you feel a rush of pure brutality come over you. You want to pound these people into dust. How dare they? And suddenly you're up on your feet again with a surge of energy. Ready to ready to find whoever sent this person. Can I act? Certainly. Is my is my new friend still moving? He is. He's he's a, he's just a little slow on the giddy up at this point because he's been basically body checked into a, a wall. Um, I'm going to also feed him the butt of the uh, the knife to the back of the head, and I will say, Otto. You hear your name, Otto. You hear Otto. it on the street level. I remove my axe. Okay. I remove his head. Oh, jeez. Easily done. I wrap it. All right. I put Otto. it on my bedroll. I will deliver it to the person who sent this. Certainly. And I will also check his body for any um, any hint of who sent him, although I think I know who. But I want proof. Uh, you see that he has a brand on his left forearm. It's a blackened inverted onk. Once I don't hear anything, uh, yep. I'm going to make my way up. Okay. With the guy? With, or are just knocking him out? I'm just knocking him out and then going up. You find something on his body. James, if you would be so kind. It's a pendant. It is a pendant. It has hieroglyphics on it. It does. Am I able to read this cartouche? Do you read ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics? I have archaeology. Not in about a madness, you don't. Mm. Sam, you get to the top of the roof, and there is a headless corpse here. And your guide compatriot's hands are steeped in dark red blood. And he seems to be carrying a a bedroll. And it's a little lumpy. He also has an axe in his hand. And all manner of sense has left his eyes. 
He's seething. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption that, like, he's not in his right mind. But you know I what? Mean, he probably deserves this opportunity to embrace whatever he's dealing with right now. Um, I'm just, so it looks like he won. Like, oh, yeah. That's what I'm seeing here. Okay. He definitely won. There's two more on the street that are down. You need to go. Cover your hands. Get back to the house. Do you hear me? Otto? I will shake him. I will, like, put my hand on his axe and shake him and his axe. Otto, listen to me. Do I wake up? Uh, well, you don't wake up per se, but you, you do come a little too. And you see that one of your clients is shaking you and... Uh, oh, oh my god, you're covered in blood. Otto, snap out of it. I'll slap him. <laughs> you get smacked. I slap him again. Oh, oh wow. Okay, okay, Wake up. okay. okay. Here. You're not injured, are you? Are you? Hello, look at me. Grab him by the face. Get no, real close. No, no, no. No, I'm not injured. Put your axe away. Whatever that is take this. I will take I guess a towel out of our shirt out of my bag. Wipe off your hands and get to the house. Yeah, your hands are really bloody. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to break again when I get to the safe house. Probably. Um, but you take are you taking the head with you? Yes. Okay. I will catch up I with you momentarily. Deliver. Um, um, Sam, what are you doing with the body, the headless body that's up here? I can't do anything with it. I mean, mm. it was a, it's it's at this point it's like opened up all over this roof. So yeah, um, problem is now that I understand the scope of this, um, I have to get back down to the street, and I have to silence the other two as well. Mm. Um. So I will hop down and the first one will get summarily dispatched with a single blow to the back of the head. Okay. And so will the other one. Certainly. Uh, given the darkness of the alley even and uh, this mid-afternoon hour, you make quick work of it. It's regrettable work, but it's work that has to be done. Uh, they don't carry much on them other than really robes and knives. Although each one does carry a symbol on their left arm, an inverted onk that seems to be branded into their skin. And uh, they carry a necklace, a cartouche necklace, that you're not familiar with. Well, considering I don't know that Otto took one, I'll take one of them. Sure. <laughs> because someone's going to know what's going on. Um, yeah, there's, man, there really is nothing I can do about that body. Uh, and that's why I think it's a, it, it's the perfect time to end right there. You're headed back to the safe house, yes? Uh, yeah, I break and do a run after kind of cleaning off my knife, and um, I get into the street and try to catch up with all. Wonderful. The Cairo streets are already bloody. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Masks of Neil Athotep. We uh, can't wait to see what happens next week. 